0: To the latest PW Latics podcast featuring Latics number nineteen, Callum Lang. Callum joins us live from Christopher Park Training Ground, where all the first team squad are currently living together. Uh, it must be because the way they've gelled so far this season, they're in each other's pockets. It's been absolutely fantastic. Great to have you with us, Langate. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, uh, even happy. A good start to the season, and it's so, all buzzing. To be fair. The
0: Motley crew are here. We've got Paul, Adam and myself, Barry. We're also here to have a chat with Callum, take a look at Saturday's away game at Accrington with opposition fan Peter Leatham, I hope I've pronounced that right, who joins us from what sounds like a building site. And we'll also have all the usual preview features. But before we get into all that, two bits of news. Will Keane was voted the Progressive Unity Man of the Match for his performance on Saturday. So a big round of applause to Will Keane for that one. And also, if you check out the Latics official website, Keno, or as he's known on the podcast, Zinedine Keane has been nominated for Northwest League One Player of the Year. Also, Kyle Joseph got nominated for the rising star of the season. And to vote for either Kyle or for, to go and vote for both Kyle and will, visit the LATIC's official website, which is at wiganathletic.com, click on the article, and there is a link in there to the voting site. That's all that taken care of. So without further ado, ask us some questions from the listeners, and this sent us a series in. So I'm going to go first. Callum, beans or peas on a chippy tea? Now, before you answer this, just to let you know, that question was sent in by a local sports journalist, Paul Kendall Kendrick. And I'll tell you now, he can make or break a career with his words. So answer with Kendall in mind.
1: To be fair, I didn't really know beans was a thing on a on a chirpy life. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So I'd probably say peas. Like, I'd probably have peas on a chirpy, but I haven't heard of beans. Oh,
0: Kendall's not going to be happy. <laughs> He's a beans man. It's not a thing, is it? Oh, it yeah. definitely is a thing. Definitely.
2: It's not it's for up. me. It's got to be peas. Question from Rob Trainer: Who's the best players that you've played with and against?
1: Played with probably recently I played with uh, David Turnbull at Motherwell. He, he's just moved to Celtic and he was a talented player like a talent trainer and he was he was levels above and I think he'll go on to big things to be honest. So uh, I'd probably say him for, for played with thought he was class when I played with him and then Against, there's probably a few. I think, uh, obviously, we played Liverpool in the Cup with Shrewsbury. So, uh, it probably have to be one of them. I think uh, we probably didn't even play that well on the day. I thought we played better than them. But just uh, probably say Firmino or you know, something like that. I look sharp in that game. So, I'd probably say him.
3: The next question is from Rob Willis. saying All the Latics fans are called Rob.
1: <laughs> Has
3: the squad set a target for the end of the season? Or is it just the cliche take it one game at a time
1: yeah no i think um there definitely hasn't been anything set that we've spoke about but we spoke about how this season's obviously a lot different to last uh we know as a team that we want to be higher up in the table and you know obviously every team's aim in the league is to win it really that's why we're playing but i think no one really wants to set a target i think it's probably Pointless putting any any more pressure on yourself with a, a new team. Yeah, we've only just got together, but I think there's still a lot to come from us. I think it's a good start, but, you know, it's, it's only early on and yet we gel gelled quick, but it's still early in the season. So, no, I'd say we haven't really set any targets as a team, really. I think maybe that might come later on in the season when maybe once we're past 10 games in and the league starts taking place a bit more.
3: No-one's done a David Sharp yet under Gary Caldwell and said we're target 100 points as yet. So, which no pressure at all. Yeah,
1: don't need that pressure, baby. Do don't
0: need that. Jordan, WAFC. What is the main difference playing under Liam as opposed to Paul Cook?
1: Well, I think playing, to be honest. Uh, just being on the pitch for myself, really. <laughs> so, yeah, i say that's probably the biggest difference, really. Uh being out on the pitch, yeah.
0: Similar systems, though, aren't they? Two defensive midfielders sat in front of the back four, and yeah, very similar.
1: I think, uh, as a team, yeah, probably uh, the same, the same sort of the formation you play, same sort of roles as a team, and yeah, it's very similar. And obviously, that that sort of team and them sort of roles work well with cooking League One. Uh, obviously, he's had a he's had a good. Um, a good record in this league getting teams out of it and you know we're, we're doing the same sort of formation and same roles with our team so hopefully it works well for us as well
0: Jordan also had a tag on the end of his question he also asks do you share Doc Torbin's love of pineapple on pizzas?
1: <laughs> uh, I'd say pineapple goes on a pizza yeah I think uh, I'd probably say that's more of a thing than beans on a chippy to be <laughs> honest so yeah I'd, I'd say I don't mind bit a pineapple yeah
2: lovely Easy one now. Do you see yourself as a number nine or as a right-sided forward?
1: To be honest, like I've been asked this question a bit and probably, I don't know, because I haven't really cemented a position in my career. I've always been everywhere along the free or off-front, really. And to be honest, I think no one really knows where my strongest is. I think uh, I probably preferred growing up, coming through the 18s as a, as a number 10 or as a number 9, because, like, obviously, my favourite things to do is try and score as many goals as possible and be involved at that end of the pitch. But um, I think with my professional career, since I've went out on loan, I've played mostly as a winger. So, um, yeah, as I say, I just enjoy anywhere along that three behind the striker. I think that's what suits me most. And, yeah, in pre-season, I played a lot in the 10 and enjoyed it. And, obviously, now I'm playing on the right and... Yeah, uh, to be honest, I I don't really know where my strongest would be, I think, just anywhere along that three.
3: We've got Frank Ford, who is a Wigan Athletic fan from the USA. Frank asks, your favourite footballer growing up, and who is your favourite footballer now?
1: I'd probably say, obviously, there's a lot, you know, growing up, I used to just sit in school watching YouTube videos of, like, Ronaldo, Messi, Henri, Rooney were probably the main four, but... I think main one, because obviously similar position would be Rooney. I always looked at him and wanted to copy everything he'd done. I think he's aggressive on the pitch, kind of plays with his heart on his sleeve and he likes to get around. And I think for me personally, when I go out onto the pitch, uh, I, I think I want to play similar to that. If I was if I was half as good as that, I'd be happy, to be honest. So, um, yeah, probably say him. And, um, yeah, that was just the main one, probably Rooney, yeah. Alan
0: Wilkinson, did you ever think you were going to break through at the Latics when you went out on loan to Markham Walden, Shrewsbury, Motherwell? Or was it simply just a part of your footballing education to go and learn your trade and then come back the player that you are today?
1: Yeah, I think uh, when, I, when I was on army loans, it was purely to do well, progress in your career, but I don't, I don't think. I'd always kind of said growing up, I wanted to play for Wigan. They, they gave me a chance as a kid when no one else did. So I wanted to play and I wouldn't feel happy until I'd proven myself to Wigan fans, I think. I think uh, going out on all my loans, I think they'd probably come to a point where obviously I didn't know whether I, I'd play for Wigan or I'd have to go somewhere else. But I think uh, really I wouldn't have been happy until I proved myself to Wigan fans and when I went out on my loans, the main aim was to do well there so I can get a chance at Wigan. And I think all along, I kind of knew that I was I was going to play and that's what motivated me a lot. I think I've done well on a lot of my loans because I was motivated to prove people wrong.
2: You recently signed a contract extension. How easy was it to put pen to paper and commit to the club?
1: Yeah, and obviously, you know, it was... A, it's quite an easy decision, really. I come back in January last season and I just feel like I'm a kid again, playing, playing like I was in the under eighteen, just with a smile on my face and really enjoying it. So, um, yeah, now I'm out now there on the pitch at the DW. I just wanted to keep progressing and keep on working on my game. I think it's weird. Like, when I come back, I've always said I want to break into Wigan's team, but I was planning on doing it with fans there. So I scored my first goal and there's no one to celebrate with. So, you know, I always... I always knew I needed to do it with fans in there as well. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, really enjoying it. It was easy to easy decision to make and hopefully many more good times this season.
3: What difference have Rob Kelly and especially James Beattie, uh, ha- uh, have, what have they brought in this season? So, especially James Beattie, obviously, being a striker himself.
1: Yeah, I think, obviously, they've come in. And to be fair, personally... With Liam as well, the three of them, but with Rob and Beats coming in, I think personally for me, it's it's been being, being class for myself. They, they're working with me every day, they, they pull me after training. And I think I'm a, I'm a lad who wants to improve all the time. And every training day, I want to really take it in and take something home and know that I, I'm a better player from that session. And I think them, them two coaches, Beats and Rob, they've really got that in mind as well. And I know that they want to improve me as a player. Obviously, Working a bit more closely with uh, Be- Beats as a striker, but with Rob as well off the pitch, I'll-, I'll look back at my game with Rob, or he tells me little things where I can improve. But obviously, I'm doing sessions after after training with Beats and just working on the basics, really striking a ball, and I can learn a lot of a lot of things off, off him as well. And obviously, he played for Everton, which is a bonus, so it's it's really nice working with a uh, Beats, but. Rob just as much so, like, and I know it's easy to say that it's good with um, obviously James because he's a striker, but Rob's being a uh, really good with me as well. I'm enjoying working with both of them.
0: Right, this is a, a quick one-answer series set of questions, and that have been sent in from David Naylor. He sent two in, so he's been a bit greedy. So I'll read your two two names out, and you choose which one is your favourite. And there's no time to think about it, Justin. In and set. Oasis or Blur? Oasis. Stone Roses or Happy Mondays?
1: Stone Roses.
0: The Lathams or Little Mix? The what, sorry? Lathams, you might know them as. Or Uh, Little
1: Mix. uh, I do like Little Mix, to be fair. To be honest. I do like Little Mix. Indian or Chinese? Oh, it's tough. Indian, hopefully though. Ski
0: or beach holiday? Beach. Liam or Noel?
1: I don't know, really, uh, Liam.
0: And the big one, Galloway's or Green Ulches?
1: Well, to be fair, it was my birthday the other day, so I won in the Galloway's, and I got a cake for the lads, and they weren't that impressed with it, so I've I've got to be honest, I got a bit of stick for the cakes that I brought in, to be honest, but I think I'm going to have to say Galloway's, aren't I, really? Yeah, we're
0: we're pie eaters, not cake eaters. You've got to remember that.
1: Look, I just left the cake out for too long before I put it in. Maybe maybe more my fault.
0: Lastly, from this one, how good was it seeing Dan Gardner and George Ordu again at the weekend?
1: Yeah, very nice. Obviously, uh, hopefully uh, no one's forgotten them as well. They put in a, a really good shift for us. You know, obviously played a lot of games, helped us out massively last season and they're both good lads as well. So I think uh, all the lads were happy to see the both of them and, Hopefully they they have a good season with Doncaster. They're both good players and good lads mostly. So yeah, it was nice to see them.
0: Good reception from the fans too, I thought, for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Them.
0: And Jordi Urula as well played was playing, weren't he up
1: front? Yeah, yeah.
3: In terms of what other sports do you like, uh, Callum? And when you were sort of when you were um starting your sort of football education, were there any other sports that maybe you were keen on potentially uh, pursuing further because I know some quite a lot of sports persons kind of have that that choice you know thinking of like a Phil Neville could have played cricket or football did, did, did you have that choice yourself or was it always going to be football? Um,
1: no I think it was always going to be football I think uh, in school I was obviously I'd done a lot of athletics as well uh, done like the 800 meters for the school and and done quite well with that so I think maybe, maybe I would have gone into running if it wasn't for football. To be fair, and um, enjoyed doing boxing as a kid, but not really. Not a fighter. <laughs> I'm a lover, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, just just fuzzy really. Do you get on the
3: golf? Do you get on the golf course at all with any any of the players? Yeah. Uh,
1: to be honest, all the lads are into it, but I tried to get into it, and I'm, I'm one of them. Even playing with people, and I'm getting battered then. It's not it's not for me. Like I just go. I haven't got the patience, so I haven't really gone into it. He's the best, dude. Would you say he's the best golfer? Um, I think I think Jonesy, I'm travel traveling with Jonesy, so I don't know whether I'm being biased, but um, yeah, I think uh, he's meant to be good. I've actually seen him smash a golf ball on the uh, on the training ground and he could ping it, like so I'd probably say him.
3: Is it? This is a bit of a coincidence. He's picked up an injury just as the
1: Ryder Cup is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe, maybe I've glassed him off there. I don't know. But...
0: What's it like being back at Christopher Park? As well, you you would have been there anyway, wouldn't you? As, as opposed to Exton. is it? Is it the facilities all right?
1: Yeah, to be honest, like when uh, we still had Christopher Park and Exton as well, I was surprised that you could have two training grounds like that. Like they're both really top class, obviously Exton's a, a class training ground, but I didn't think we could have Crystal Park as well, which was just being used by the young lads. I think that's a, a first-team training ground, really. It's a good facility, and since I come off for my first training session at, like, 15 would being have been, it's, uh, it's been somewhere I've enjoyed doing my work, and I think it's, uh, it's yeah, it's a really good training ground, so it's, it's no different, I think coming down from Exton didn't really affect anyone because you're moving into a, a training ground just as good. The young lads coming through at the moment
0: did well the other night against Charlton, even though Curtis Tilt did look a little bit older than 21, playing at the <laughs> back there. But uh, there's some good lads coming through. A friend of the family's just signed, Charlie Hughes. Uh, he's captain of the under-18s. I thought we oh, yeah. would get that in, friend of the family. His dad used oh, yeah. to play for Preston. If you had to pick one player for us to watch, don't mention Charlie, now I've said
1: that. Nah, but you if- know what? You've killed me there because that's who I would have mentioned, honestly. He trained with us the other day. Uh, so we'd done a session the other day and it was a bit of possession and stuff. And to be fair, all the lads walked away and were like, yeah, how old is he? Obviously, he's, he's only a young lad, but he's so composed on the ball. Uh, I kind of wanted to say someone a bit different for you who's. Obviously, you've all seen. Obviously, Key Lloyd, McHugh, Cara—I could go on and name them all. Tello. Obviously, you've you've seen them, and you know how much how good good of a player they are. They're all top players, and we've got so many coming through. But I think one that you probably haven't seen as much is obviously Charlie, and he's progressing really quickly. Lots of top player, and he's so composed on the ball beyond his years. Really, so. Yeah, he's. I think he's a top player coming
0: through. He only looks like a little lad as well, doesn't he? In his face, he looks yeah, yeah. really young.
3: Uh, we'll, we'll leave the the fantastic Latics managers out of this. But in terms of the um, managers you've played with on lawn, who who would you say really was the one that uh, you got most from? In terms of, I'm sure you got something from all of them, but which which manager do you think you got the most from in your lawn periods?
1: When I went to Oldham. I was working with Frankie Bunn and um, he's involved with Wigan now. He's working with Wigan and to be fair, I had a dead good relationship with him. He he trusted in me. Uh, I think he was hard on me when he needed to be. Uh, And yeah, he was was just straight up with me and I enjoyed working with him. I've got a really good relationship with him now. And um, yeah, I think uh, he's someone, to be fair, there's been a lot that I've worked under. Jim Bentley as well, he was filed now. Worked with him at Morecambe and obviously easy to get on with. So a lot of the lads, uh, you know, they'll play for him. He's a he's a top manager, top guy. But um, I think the one who I spent the most time with and uh, really connected with and still talk to a lot now is probably Frankie Bunya. Yeah.
2: How much different is is it this season from last season? Is it like absolutely noticeable, or is it
1: obviously a lot of things? It's it's completely different, you know, obviously. For me, the main thing is, I know obviously with us being in Admin last year, but I've spoke about before, lads on the pitch. I think everything was done around the place to make sure it didn't kind of affect the start 11 as much and the lads in the squad. Um, But I think the main thing is obviously fans. Um, They'll give you that extra push on a game day when when you need it. And I think, uh, you know, we've scored a lot of goals late on this season and you know when it gets to gets to past the 80th minute and you are needing the goal and you need that final push. Fans help you out there massively, and yeah, it's just nice when a goal when a goal goes in and the roar and coming out to a bit of a reception. It's yeah, it's really nice.
2: You've won two games, haven't you, so far in the six have been won by your goals.
1: Yeah, really enjoying the start to be fair and. You know, to to score at the DW something that I've thought about since I was since I was a kid, and to do it in front of fans now it's 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 a really nice feeling, and I mean, just want to do it as much as possible. Nothing compares to that feeling, so hopefully again Saturday, nick another goal, and that that's the plan. Just keep on scoring as many this season. Hopefully get as many assists. I think that's something I want to look at. Me yeah, me assist. That I think that's something where I can improve and. Probably have not hit them numbers and me loans and I, I want to
3: do that this season. Uh, we've obviously got a, a completely new squad that's built over the uh, the the, uh, the summer. Key question is who is now the the joker in the pack?
1: You know what? To be fair, normally like you're trying to think who, but I think in this squad we've got loads. To be fair, I think uh, it's a very good dressing room. Obviously. You've got Max who's just full of energy every day. Uh personally you get on very well with him. Charlie White's come in, big character, Jordan Jones as well. And then you've got Nails and Jack Watmore who just they sit next to each other like a little duo. So there is there is loads to be fair. I think uh, if I had to pick one, uh i will probably i probably say Nails to be fair. He's just uh I think you don't expect it with him. Like when he first signed, obviously he's Like he's a captain, isn't he? He was captain of Portsmouth, and he's just like I kind of didn't expect it. I thought he'd be like quite a serious guy, but he's a laugh. To be fair, I've uh, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed working with him.
3: Yeah, it's great. That I mean, really, on that 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 you've just made that point about the number of kind of uh, players that we've had that've captained captained the clubs. You know, the sort of the the sort of leaders. I just do you think you know in, in years to come, you see yourself as a kind of a leader. Because obviously you said you modelled on Wayne Rooney and obviously Wayne Rooney was a, was a leader of United and England. Is that something that you maybe see moving forward that you could give something back, given your experiences?
1: Yeah, I think uh, obviously with, with captains and leaders, there's people who lead by different things, whether it's the voice on the pitch or trying and lead by example. I think uh, it's probably something I haven't really really thought about it at the minute in my career I think you know obviously in the dressing room right now there's so many I think uh, like Liam said before not only does you want to sign good players you want to sign good lads as well and the dressing room it's it's top class to be fair I think uh, I've been in a few good dressing rooms but this is this one's probably it's definitely top to be honest there's a lot of leaders a lot of good lads and yeah, I think maybe later on in my career, maybe in a few years, it might be something to think about a bit more. Uh, I think I'm not, I'm not really scared to talk in the changes. I think uh, I will use my voice as well, but I, I wouldn't say I've, I'm really a leader just as yet. But I think maybe when I've made a few more appearances and a bit later on in my career, maybe that that's something that yeah I could think about.
0: Brilliant that Callum thank you very much I'm sure you will be I'm sure you will be and uh, you're getting all the experience as well so just a massive thanks for coming on tonight uh, answering those questions and, and just being yourself it's really good to see you and keep on doing what you're doing because we're we're all falling in love again with football and we're just loving it all it's yeah. brilliant thank you oh,
1: thanks for having me on as well I appreciate that
0: brilliant to have uh, that We've got a big game to look forward to on Saturday. It's 6th versus 2nd, and we're taking a massive away following. It should be a cracking atmosphere.
2: I'll tell you what, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, then, so I think what we need to do for for, for Saturday's game is a ref watch, and the ref will be Sunderland official Andy Haynes, who's scheduled to take charge of the game. He has refereed the Latics four times previously, all at the DW Stadium. Two of which came last season. The AFL Trophy crash clash last September when we beat Liverpool under 21-6-1 and in February this year, the Home League One defeat to Wimbledon. He also sent off Craig Morgan in a gold straw we all saw back in 2015. So far this season, Andy Haynes has seven games, 15 yellows, zero reds and he's awarded one penalty. That's Andy Haynes, the referee for Saturday.
3: Quick, quick question, trivia off the top of your head. Uh, that game against Walsall, who made his league debut for Wigan Athletic? Very important player that season. Yannick. Yannick, yeah. Yannick Wiltshire made his debut that day. The only reason I knew is I was in the players' lounge. Cheers for that, Paul. I know that's your favourite spot, Ref Watch. So, we've only played Accrington three times since they got promotion back to the uh, Football League. Uh, two league games uh, last season. Uh, which produced a win each, and an EFL trophy game back in 2017, which Accrington Stanley won 4-0 at the DW. Uh, I seem to remember that game was uh, a game where Accrington played, Accrington's second at the time in League Two, played the full-strength squad against a Wigan Athletic youngest uh, 11, I think, they'd ever put out. And I seem to remember Weah made his debut
2: that day as uh, Barry Simon and I were on a corporate the thing I remember from that game was Mr Convery making a few quid.
3: Yes, Mr Pendlebury cashing out at £1.20.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gamble responsibly.
3: Anyway, onto the important matters. We've actually got today the uh, chair of the Accrington Stanley uh, Supporters Trust, uh, Peter Leatham. And we've got him in a pre-recorded uh, piece, uh, live from a building site, we think. Uh, So let's have a listen to what he's got to say.
4: So, was Stanley's excellent start to the season expected? Probably not by the majority of um, League One supporters, but possibly more so by by fans of the club. John Coleman's had an excellent record of uh, developing good attacking sides. Last season, Stanley were right up there. Uh, until probably Feb- February time of the uh, of the season when unfortunately uh, a congested uh, fixture list finally caught up with us. We missed a number of games in the previous October due to COVID and uh, when we were playing catch up we ended up playing three times a week with, with a relatively small squad. Unfortunately it took its toll and, uh, and the team fell away but at one time they were very much uh, on course for, for a top six finish. Hopefully this season we might uh, see the the uh, squad sustain John Coleman, again as uh, as recruited well. The, the, the squad is probably uh, overall stronger this season than it was last. So hopefully the uh, the side will push on and uh, and a top six finish isn't out of the question. In terms of our uh, our key players, uh, obviously Colby Bishop and uh, Dion Charles up top are always a handful. Um, Certainly on their day, they'll provide a, a stern test for the majority of uh, defences, well supported by the likes of Sean McConville and uh, Joe Pitchard when he's fit. And we've had two excellent acquisitions in the centre of midfield in Harry Pell and uh, Ethan Hamilton. So uh, so hopefully they will, um, they will push on as the season progresses. The back, uh, the back three's been solid with Michael Nottingham and... Uh, and Ross Sykes in there, joined by Aloni, Sam, uh, Sam Shering. So, um, overall, the, the, the you know the season started well. Hopefully, it will uh, continue in a similar vein. In terms of the broader aspects of football, obviously the fan-led review uh, on the Tracy Crouch has, um, has taken place and the initial findings have been uh, have been reported and we, in common with most supporters' trusts, are very much uh, in support of, uh, of changes within football. Obviously the financial model uh, within the game is just not sustainable in the long term, and uh, unless something changes, the number of teams will continue to have the uh, same sorts of issues as uh, as the Boltons and the Macclesfield, and obviously to an extent Wigan, uh, Rochdale, Oldham, Leighton Orient, Charlton. You, know, you can you can keep going on and on because uh, you know to actually run a uh, uh, a smaller uh, side shall we say i e one outside the top six just isn 't financially viable unless you 've got a an owner who 's just w- willing to keep piling money into clubs and uh, uh, and the list of those is getting less and less, so as time goes on, uh, more and more clubs will find they have to find a a more sustainable way of running their club in terms of um, you know less wages, better income, more income, uh, and so on and so forth. So, uh, so the fan-led review hope that will deliver much of that, shall we say? Certainly from the initial uh, initial report, and uh, and we're very hopeful that will uh, will help make the game or the make the pyramid uh, sustainable for uh, for many years to come, which is vitally important to the future of football in this country. Wigan Athletic, um, obviously, we took particular interest in the difficulties over the last uh, 12 or 18 months, particularly with the uh, ex-Stanley manager and player Liam Richardson being involved. Uh, and I must admit, personally, I was delighted for Liam that he managed to uh, turn things around uh, last season. Uh, and, you know, he seems to be forging a very... Uh, a very good side. Uh, obviously, you made a number of key signings over the uh, over the summer. Um, probably big money signings for League One, which is a sign of the uh, of, of the faith of the owners. Uh, and uh, you know, I would be very surprised if, uh, if Athletic aren't in the uh, in the shake up at the end of the season. Certainly, with the strength in depth that you've got. As I say, Stanley fans have a, a great affection for Liam Mitchison He was a, a good player for Stanley. Obviously, he was assistant manager under Paul Cook until Cook uh, jumped ship and Liam took over. Uh, before joining up with him again, and uh, and basically following him around at a few clubs, ending up at Wigan. And obviously, when uh, when Cook left and, and Liam took took over the reins, he's uh, more than more than proved his uh, is worth in the last uh, the last 12 months or so. In terms of Saturday's game, it's a difficult one to call. Really, uh, Stanley been playing well. Wigan have also been playing well uh, with a good game up at Sunderland last week probably slightly unfortunate to get beaten uh, 2-1 on the day uh, but uh, again, you know, Sunderland, big club, strength in depth and a little bit of added class actually actually told in the end so it should be a game, good game on Saturday personally I think it may well end up a draw um, but don't be surprised if uh, Stanley uh, come out with a result we've done it to a number of large sides over the years the Wham Stadium is not an easy place to visit. The fans will be made most welcome. Uh, visiting teams, slightly less so on the pitch. So, uh, so possibly a draw, but hoping for a Stanley win.
3: Yeah, really, uh, really enjoyed that. They're very good, very good insight. Um, I like the fact that they were quietly confident at the start of the season. Fair play to them. And why not, really? You know, Coleman's been a good manager for them over the years. He's done a great job. They're a solid side, they know the jobs um i think i think he agrees with pretty much everyone in football about the final led review you know there are definitely need to be changes you know we know that better than anybody after after our last 18 months of hell but interesting to say that you know he quite fancies them i know he said a draw probably but he said don't be surprised if they sneak a win and and I think I agree with it to an extent. In it's going to be a really difficult game. I don't agree with the scoreline, but it's not going to be an easy match. There, you know, they're they're going to be a really solid side. Their fans are going to be up for it, and uh, I think he's absolutely right. You know,
0: it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I agree with that. And uh, I think it's time for predictions. What so I'll start. I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, last season we went there, didn't we? Callum Wang scored early doors and we ended up getting a little bit of a catering. Uh, it was an awful game of football. It was more like a game of tennis with punts back and forward. But I think it'll be a bit different this time. We've got we got class in midfield. I think we're going to wedge it, but it'll not be easy. And I'll go for a similar scoreline to what they had on Saturday up at Sunderland. I think we'll go there and we'll beat them 2-1. I
3: was pretty much going to say the same as Barry. So actually, why why try and reinvent the wheel when it's already there so I'm going to agree with everything Barry said and go for a 2-1 Wigan win
2: no team has kept us out you can't go for a nil-nil I'll I go I'll go with one apiece because I you know at some point we've got to kind of you know you don't go through the whole season without dropping any points do you so I'll go for one apiece well, that
0: brings us to the close of this particular episode of the Progress of the Unity podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have here, especially with Lange being in the studio or the virtual studio with us. Once again, a massive thanks to Callum Wang for coming on. I know some guys from Shrewsbury Town were looking forward to listening to, to what he had to say as well, which I forgot to tell him about, but sorry, Lange. And also thank you to Peter as well from Accrington for giving us his, his informative piece. Uh, We're all buzzing for Saturday. We're back on Sunday, Barry, are we? Back on Sunday? Of course, yeah, we're back on Sunday for for a reaction to the Accrington game. Without further ado, let's knock this on the head and uh, let's get tucked up in our beds and all refreshed, ready for that big trip to Accrington. So, up the ticks! Ticks! Up the ticks! (laughs) Up the ticks!